This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? So when you said... Um, I don't get scared kind of, in that neighborhood. Which I one? Get, uh, in in um, the former hilltop. I don't get... That doesn't bother me. No, it's always hilltop. Well, they... You know what I'm saying. Okay, it's I'm, being, it's, but it's I'm just planting. I'm planting the seed in the it, right Everybody now. Else it's always it is hilltop, hilltop mm-hmm. not no damn central Tacoma. Yeah. I don't hilltop uh, now. Hilltop forever. Power to the hilltop. Wakanda. <laughs> hilltop. Do you hear me? I hear you. Okay, I hear you. All right. Channel two five three is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. What say you? Down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life, work, family, and the pursuit of an anti-racist community. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Melanie. What What say say you? Sister Cunningham. Hey, how you doing, sister? Girl, it's good to be with you back on the mic. Yep, we right back here. What you been up to? Woo, I'm getting ready to go to Africa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you get your monkey and zebra uh, shots? Girl, why you keep saying that? Because I'm being messy. <laughs> no, there are no monkey and zebra shots. Speaking of shots, though, I don't be taking shots. Now, they recommend Mm -hmm. that you take the yellow fever shot and stuff. Mm -hmm. But see, my doctor said, because I'm over 60, that I'm high risk for something to take the yellow fever shot. So I got waived. Oh, okay. Because, you know, girl, I got traumatized on shots with the Tuskegee experiment back in the day. So Mm -hmm. I ain't have nobody shooting nothing in my body and then come back and say, oh, my bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something went wrong or psych. (laughs) You really are going to be sick. Mm -mm, I'm not doing all of that. Leave here with 10 fingers and then wake up over there. You got eight and a knot on your head. Yep. (laughs) Some kind of reaction. Yep. And I know that there's going to be some listeners that are going to uh, be like, clutch the pearls. What about that? um, What about that coronary virus? Or what is it called? I the thought you <laughs> <laughs> You silly. The, it's Corona. Because <laughs> remember, we was we're talking, talking about, about the yeah. beer. The what corona. about that? Do you have to, is there anything that you, um, have you checked with your doctor mm. about precautions on that? Well, listen, now there are, at this time, there have been no reported cases of the coronavirus um, on the continent of Africa. So it hasn't made its way there. And then on the plane, uh-huh. I got one of them thing, the masks. They that said I the masks don't do anything. I don't care. I'm but gonna you put sh- it, I'm gonna put the mask on, and then um, I think it was the Today Show when Doctor Oz was on. You know, that's how I get yeah. my news. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Doctor Oz said for you to turn the air vent. Yes, on. Yes, I saw that. Turn the air vent on and let it. Blow stuff away, away from, from you. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, And then yes. also make sure that you wipe down everything, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. you know, like your tray and the seat, you know, seat sides and yep. handles and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I'm really excited. And uh, I got upgraded. Well, now, in you a... know, you can't you can't come come to my house for like three weeks after you come back. Girl, why are you so messy? 
Well, that's what they recommend. You know, they put the, uh, uh, had two planes of people uh, flown in from over to uh, China, and they got them in incubation somewhere in California, Did right? Did you hear what I said? What? There are no reported cases on the continent mm-hmm. of Africa. We're talking about China. I heard you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking the precautionary measures. Okay. And I am... And let me Don't just get say mad this. at me because you're not vaccinated. <laughs> Shoot, I heard your little voice going up and everything. And look at your face. I know. I'm just trying to help you. I love you. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I just want to keep my joy about leaving the United States okay. for now. Yes, right? I, yes. I'm excited to leave America for a minute. I need to breathe. And so I'm going to Africa. That's how we started. Mm-hmm, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to South Africa, Kenya, and Ghana. Okay. And I'm really excited. But I, it, it, it it's um, important to get all kind of perspectives. And when you're away from this country, listening to how news is reported about this country, you get a holistic view. Because you know what? We really ain't all that. Oh. You know, and and a lot of Americans feel like we are everything to the world. Mm -hmm. And when you get out of here, I don't be opening my mouth, girl. I be trying to, you know... (laughs) If I don't say nothing, Just start pointing they stuff. think I'm from Africa. You <laughs> right, know, they think right. I'm South African. And in South Africa, I'm a borderline of being colored and black because, you know, they still have those racial uh-huh, distinct- uh-huh. distinctions. So I'm a dark-skinned colored, colored person and a light-skinned black person. Got you. And so if I don't speak, then I'm good, good right? Yes. And then when I go to... Uh, any of the other countries, Kenya, because, you know, the, my Kenyan friends, they didn't name me Wanjiku. So I'm a um, Wanjiku, daughter okay. of the qu- daughter of the king. So I'm a princess. Wanjiku is the daughter of the king in the Kikuyu tribe. So I got that name from over there. And then I also have Kikanza, which is a Swahili oh, yeah. name. Mm-hmm. I've had that for many years. And then when I went to Uganda, my friends named me Namusisi. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That means earthquake. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a collection of... Uh, Girl, African you over there names. with identity fraud? What got, you doing? No, no, no. Keep I'm the same person. Listen, every, every country is different. So I got a name in Uganda. I got a name in Kenya. And so, because my point is, if they say what your name is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then you come up with the country I'm, name. I'm going to just say my name, Namusisi. Yes, I like that. Yes, Namusisi. Yes, <laughs> yes, honey. <clears throat> but That's yeah. a shame when you, when you are... Um, we're, that we're at a place where you are not proud Mm-mm. to claim Mm-mm. your country. I'm proud. That to, is a shame. I'm proud to claim my color. Yeah. Okay. I am proud because being black now. Once I get out of, uh, out of the U.S., it is. It, it's it's a situation that is part of my multiple identities, and I can manage it in such a way. Um, outside of America, that it's not—it doesn't feel like a, a liability. Mm-hmm. What about you, in South Africa? I mean, do the white people—is there still that—is um, there still the residue of the classism and the racism, especially the racism? What does a black person experience in South Africa these days as mm. far as the societal um, 
commentary. Yeah. So uh, in my limited experience, um, you know, I can't speak for all the black people, but I know for me in my observation, understanding uh, racism as it exists in America and apartheid um, as it exists as an extremer form, because it was really overtly structural and it got um, and that structure um, perpetuated the ability to to get in the minds of people. You know, like for us, we had to kind of figure it out. We knew it was there, but it's underneath. And in South Africa, it was like right on, on top. The surface. This is this. Da, 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 da. You know, this is your place. This is your place. Ours went a little underground. Mm-hmm. Then it's still there in the minds of some people. Now, some white folks in South Africa still have issues. Okay. And um, and I've actually experienced the, what's the word, um, the attempt to assault me racially oh, from really? a white person. This was in Namibia. Uh-huh. But, um, and Namibia and South Africa were together for a long time. Namibia got liberated in 1990, I think it was. or Yeah, 1990. Yeah, Namibia was liberated. Um, but yeah, and and so being American, then uh, that person got the true blow blowback because it's like, what oh wait do? a minute, what they do? Oh well, the way that I responded to them mm-hmm. with their very inappropriate uh, disposition towards me and language, this was in a situation where it was a customer service thing, you know, okay. like where. It was the bed and breakfast that we were staying at. And, you know, he came at me all funky and foul. I just, we packed up our stuff and left. So that's how. Was this at the hotel? This was at the hotel. Yeah, at the bed and breakfast, which was a private thing. So how do I fight back? You ain't getting no more of my money, fool. Right. You was counting on it for the next two weeks because I was going to be here. But you talking to me crazy. I'm out. You fight with the pocketbook. And everything. Girl, how do we get all the way around to here? Well, I, you know, the thing is, it's very important that for there's a lot of us that have never been out of the country. Right? Me. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been to uh, Jamaica. Yeah, you went to Jamaica. I went to Montego Bay, Bay, Jamaica. With that said, there's a lot of us that have not been to countries that have political history to it and mm-hmm. social history to it. And so this would be the only way that we would get truth. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I, I'm teased. I've always been teasing about the, you know, the monkeys and tigers and zebras. And many years ago, uh, when you were saying that you were first going to Africa, that is, I mean, I was serious that was about the image that. That, you that had. was the only image I had because we, you know, I don't know. And then you started going over there and slowly but surely bringing back reality. And let the truth be known, I kind of had those kind of images as well uh, in my mind when I first went there. And let me say that I first went to the continent of Africa in 1995. Uh-huh. I worked on the grand opening of the first McDonald's restaurant. I remember. There. Mm-hmm. And you know my friend Janet yeah. Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet is people are like, well, how'd you get there on McDonald's? My friend Janet was um, uh, the operations manager for McDonald's South Africa. And then she 
when she got over there, she's like, "Woo, you know, we got this timeline," and uh, and it was a big deal because that was the first time that the idea of fast food, uh huh, I mean, like really fast food, was truly introduced. Because McDonald's policies from the time you order your food to the time it's in your hand is ninety seconds, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> I'm laughing because in South Africa at that time, the idea of fast food was whatever. Just whatever. <laughs> it, it'll get here. It'll get whenever. Uh, their favorite saying is, it's coming now, now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, it'll be here now, now. <laughs> now, 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 now. And I started wondering, what the hell is now, now? Because now, now to me is never. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> so to, to work with McDonald's in at that time, and, act, and let me be clear, I was a volunteer, mm-hmm. you know, on that project to work with uh, in that capacity um, and see just people can't believe that you got, you know, people like stood in line because, girl, there was thousands of people in line. And the first people in line at the first McDonald's in um in South Africa, which was opened in, in Blackheath, the community of Blackheath, owned by a black man. That's all important history. It was uh, white American missionaries. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Can we let the people have something by themselves? <laughs> can we ever? Child, can we let the white American Come on. missionaries? Why you got to always be first? <laughs> yes. In South Africa. In South Africa. Okay. My job that day was uh, th- the day of the opening. I was out in the crowd. It was so hot that day. So I'm out giving umbrellas and, and talking to people and really understanding. They 90 seconds? Are you kidding me? You know, people went and got their burger, got and and went back and got in line. So they, it was like they was trying to see. Did that really Did happen? Did that really happen? Yeah. It was it was they really could not amazing. wrap their brain around it could that food could be there before now. Yeah. Not no. now now, but before now. Yeah. yeah. It was it was really amazing. And so I I just encourage I, I'm gonna say black people. We got to travel because otherwise we are stuck in them. I mean, everybody got to travel. But I'm speaking to um, black folks right now because when I tell people, a lot of black people that I'm going to Africa, they be like, why are you going there? Mm -hmm. We ain't left nothing there. You know, everybody's not excited about Africa, you know, in that way. And I'm saying, ooh, please don't be stupid. Well, my thing is, uh, and all these years that you've been going, and I've never been and including this year and my, um, you know, my and you uh, slowly but surely I am inching towards the idea that I could go. My main thing is about the the the, tr- the airplane ride. The time. The time. Girl, they got drugs for that. I, you know, and I know you say that, but see, do. I don't even operate well on drugs when I'm in. And, I, you know, I travel for my job. Mm-hmm. So it's not, um, I won't say it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. It is more of, let's hurry up and get down. I understand. I need to get down. Okay, but when you're up there like that, I'm just saying, well, first of all, first of all. How long does it take to get there? I mean, for real, in the air. Okay. Airtime. It, oh, airtime, probably about 21 hours. Ooh. Let's see, wait. I've, I'm 14.5, 14.5 hours 
from Seattle to Dubai. And then I think it's another eight hours or Good so. Good Lord. From, uh, so what is that? 22. 22 hours. Yeah, it's about 22 hours in the air. But let me tell you, it's a little different because... First of all, for one of all, all, listen, for one of all, all the liquor on the plane is free. Ooh, now I'm wait just a gonna... minute. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay, now, wait a minute. All Let, the liquor is free? All the liquor is free. Wait now. Okay, listeners, I'm digesting here in myself. You heard me say there was drugs for that. Right, and then and you then heard you me say liquor. about some liquor. I ain't really, okay, come on now. I'm gonna, I'm, look, I'm going to leave the I'm United like, States clean and sober and come back. They're going to have me on a cart, straight-up drug addict, poster no. child, going into their 15-step program. Girl, no, I'm just in the name I, of Africa. I'm just saying that you can uh, party on the plane. I mean, well— what am I saying? You can manage the situation by I take Ambien and that makes me go to sleep and I'm out. So it's not a it's not a both and, you know, the uh-huh. Ambien and the liquor. It's cuz cuz when I drink drink on the plane that long I get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even though that doesn't really excite me. But the, the ambient, I got a routine. See, I get on the plane and settle in because they're going to feed you a whole bunch of times while you're on there. Okay, so the whole too. the international experience is very different than the domestic. And then when I'm in uh, business class, you can lay all the way down in business class. Oh. Like you go to sleep, like lay down on the bed. Really? And, yes. Okay, now class, that you would be down. different. So you could actually sleep and everything. But I can take about three hours of entertaining myself with nothing, Mm -hmm, right? So mm -hmm. in that three hours, the food is going to come, right? So I get comfortable. I start playing with the, you know, everybody has their own entertainment thing on right in front of you. It's all personal entertainment. So I start playing with that stuff and, you know, watch movies and things. Then by that time, then the food comes. Okay. And the food is up a notch in international travel and you eat on China and stuff on international travel. And so it's really nice. So then after I eat. You better be careful. I know, know I heard corona, about that. Food. That coronavirus might be on that China. Mm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do that. Girl. Okay. So go ahead. anyway, I'm three hours in, and then um, I take the Ambien. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that gives me about 30 minutes that it starts to take effect. And then, child, I could sleep for eight hours with the Ambien. Really? Yep. So three, eight, that's 11. Then I wake up and mm-hmm. it's right. Go go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, all that stuff. Come back, sit down. Then it's time for breakfast, and then I eat breakfast, and then I got another two hours or so that I I, I can entertain handle that. yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to land. Mu- that gets movies. you to Dubai. It's got me to Dubai, and then in Dubai I go into the lounge. You know they have the uh, business lounge thing so in there you could take a shower you can lay down if oh, you, you want can? to you can oh. eat they got all kind of food how long are the layovers typically uh, uh, my layover is going to be it's going to be about six hours okay mm-hmm. and so then so yeah in the business lounge it's awesome you can totally refresh and uh you know just chill out and you really i mean they feed you well 
inside that lounge. And then from there, then I get on the plane, and then that's another. And it also depends on where I go through, Mm -hmm. because sometimes when I go through London, then there is a, uh, and in Heathrow, there's a hotel called the Sofitel that has a spa. And so then I'll go get a massage and, you know, you check in the day spa and get myself all relaxed and ready for the next flight. And that second flight is the hardest because I ain't sleepy now. Oh, right. You know, so, so and that's, that's the when, one that's, what, eight hours, you mm-hmm, said? That's the one that I drink on. Oh, that's the one you drink on. Okay. <laughs> Girl. That's the one I have happy hours. Do they hour. feed you on that one? Yes, they do. Yeah. It's good food. But I, um, yeah, I'm not sleepy. Mm-hmm. And so on that one, then I just treat it as a festive experience. The fest. Oh, I like the way you put that. The festive experience. Mm. And then I land in my festive persona at five thirty in the morning. It's morning oh my when I God. get there. So oh my gosh! I ain't saying I'm drunk. Well, well you festive. It's all right. You have you, you you happy to be a motherland. I'm cracking myself up. But yeah, that's the travel experience. And it's one, oh my gosh, I'm I feel so blessed that on this particular trip that we're going, the reason I'm going to South Africa is with the Tacoma Sister Cities. Right. And uh Tacoma and George South Africa have been sisters for 23 years. And I've been a member of that community. From the beginning. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's been it's it's I an still amazing have that thing. first t-shirt. Oh, yeah, that I, was 99. Uh-huh. Yep, I still have that. Um, so, how much does this all cost? Um, if people want to go, you probably should budget about $6,000 for a two, a real strong two-week experience. I'm going to say you could probably find it cheaper, but I live fancy. so See, And you could probably do it differently because you got a whole bunch of Marriott points. And I'm staying yeah. in, uh, we're staying in all Marriott properties. And so you could use your points and stuff. But $6,000 is, you're going to budget about 1500 to 2000 depending on the time of year for your airfare. So okay. there you go. And so that about $6,000, that's where you'll save money if you get a, a better fare. And then, because uh, I think some people got their fare this time. I told them to budget fifteen hundred, and and some of them got it for eleven hundred, depending on when they bought it. Right. Um, and then the and are package. those the the business class seats? Oh no, no, how no. much is business class? Okay, business class itself is about four thousand just for <gasps> business class. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, four thousand dollars just for business class. I'm gonna need you to take just just take some more video, boo. But if it's a bucket list thing, Mm. then uh, start your fund. Mm. You know, and and again, I'm saying there is ways for you to uh, to bring those costs down. I'm saying these are like average, and six thousand dollars. I'm saying for um, a ten day experience is that's all your hotel, that's your executive transportation. So you know, you one of the things that you want to be mindful of when you're when you're in places that are new to you is your own security, yes. right? And mm-hmm. your personal safety. So we have local people that travel with us so um, that we don't look like, 
you know, the target, these, these target Americans, you know, sticking out, don't know, ooh, ha, you right. know, skyscrapers and everything. Right. right? <laughs> so, um, so we do have local people that travel with us. Our transportation is first class. And then all of our tour, tourism excursions are included in that. So we're going to do the Apartheid Museum. We're going to go to Soweto where um, the uprising, the youth uprising happened. We'll go to Constitutional Hill where um, a lot of those landmark decisions in the courts and the prisons where the folks stayed, the Cradle of Humankind, which is for our science friends. You're going to the we're, Cape of Good Hope? We're going to the Cape of Good Hope where the Indian and Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean meet. We're going to Table Mountain. We're going to Robin Island where Nelson Mandela was in prison for all those years. Um, we'll be in George specifically doing our goodwill work and uh, cultural exchange. So excited about that. Um, but they have a tourism uh, uh, opportunity for the Kango Caves, which you go way underground. And there, I mean, I can't even describe it. You just got to look it up, Kango Caves. But just early etchings mm-hmm. from the Koi people and how people existed underground like that. It is, you know, I'm claustrophobic. So I've been in there one time. No, two times. I ain't going back this time. Mm, That's enough. That's way enough for me because I am claustrophobic. But then when you do get down there, it's, I mean, it's mind-blowing to see how the space, I mean, like you can see how people was down there. Right. Living, yeah. living. Living. Wow. Yeah, there's no, no, um, there's no sunlight. There's no light. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take your word on that experience. <laughs> yeah. So this $6,000, does it cover the the airfare to the other countries as well? No, how do you uh-uh. get to the other countries? You know, when I'm going to Kenya and Ghana, yeah, you fly. So you got to pay that separate? Well, that's a whole different thing. There, no, I'm going by myself. You're going by yourself mm-hmm. on that one. Oh, yeah, gotcha. When, so it, when the Sister City delegation is over on the 29th um, of February, then we say bye. I say bye to them, and then I'm going to Kenya. For really exciting, though, I'm going to be recruiting um, students for Pacific Lutheran University what, from uh, Kenya. Mm-hmm. What country was that you were in that time? This was way back when— and you showed, you showed some guy my picture, oh. and he offered the cow, a whole bunch of cows for me. You remember yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. That was Malawi. Was that Malawi? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He offered, because the cows, you was like, girl, he offered, I don't know, 23 he, cows for you. That's a lot. Wait a minute, was that Malawi? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. That, that was when I was in Kenya. In Kenya. Yes, okay. yes, 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 Kenya. And, um... Uh, I showed him the picture, and he was like, yes, 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 she is beautiful. I was like, girl, yeah, he want to give you the whole farm. Okay, then, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. all yeah. right. Yes, yes. So it's, um, I appreciated you asking me about this because I don't get a chance to talk about traveling to Africa and my passion for it a lot. People just go, oh, that's fine. But in this, listen now, it's getting crazy in America. It is. You know, we need to ha- I think— this is what I'm thinking. I need to have more than one passport. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- um, and so Ghana is offering um, Black American citizens citizenship. Oh, really? Yeah, in the year return to abode. Uh huh. Because that's where 
one of the places that the Atlantic slave trade happened. And I actually got a chance to go there. Remember, I went to Ghana last year, Mm -hmm. um, well, in 2018, um, December 2018, and I went to the Elmina Castles, which is where one of those door of no return. I remember you talking about that. That was deep. That was so deep. And... Girl, you could still smell the blood in there. Like, it smelled, and I still felt felt the spirits and everything in there. I'm going to tell you about it when we come back from break, because this that was a life-changing experience for me. And it fuels my passion and energy now for 2020, for this new, not only new year, but this new decade and this new era. Yeah, that, that right there was a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep. It was deep. Uh-huh. We'll be back in a moment. Hello, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, We Art Tacoma. This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by TAPCO, Pierce County's original credit union. You might already know that credit unions are not-for-profit financial cooperatives with a focus on enriching their members instead of big bank shareholders. TAPCO is committed to serving Tacoma and Pierce County, just like Channel 253. That means when you put your money there, you put it back into our community. Think about it. You go to the night market, you go to the Grand, and you shop at local stores. So why not keep your money local too? TAPCO offers the products and services you need. Home loans, auto loans, checking and savings, online and mobile banking, all with lower fees and better rates than big banks. Plus, TAPCO donates to local causes and supports our community in other ways, so you can feel good about helping your neighbors. To learn more about our local choice for all of your banking needs, visit tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. Please consider becoming a member of Channel 253, only $4 a month or $40 a year. You can join at www.channel253.com slash membership. Girl? What girl? Tell me about your life-changing experience, girl. 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 Mm. Ooh, girl. I'm looking at your face, so this has mm-hmm. to be deep. It is deep. It was deep, huh? When I, actually, when I stepped foot in, when you when you go in, they welcome you in, you go into the courtyard. And when I stepped into that courtyard of Elmina Castle and knew right away, that's where they had our ancestors in chains, mm-hmm. like the all cattle call right there. I knew my my psyche and my soul resolved itself right then and there that my life has purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't already know that I had purpose, but this was confirmation that you are here for a reason, and the reason is not selfish. Yep. Because you are standing in the spot where your answer, the reason that you can travel freely mm, and come back right here and see that the reason that I can do everything that I want to, nobody holds me back. You know, our favorite saying, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. The reason we can say that out loud is for what happened in that space. 
what took place mm-hmm. in that space. Mm-hmm. And then they took us to, girl, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. They took us to this room and showed us uh, the stairs. Like, okay, so just imagine you're down in the courtyard, and then you're looking up. There's a balcony. That's where the massa and the people in charge uh-huh. would stand and look over into the courtyard over all these slaves, and then they start picking out the women oh that they wanted to rape. Let me say it like that. Uh-huh. And then those women were pu- plucked out of the crowd, and then they were taken to bathe and, you know, get themselves get in order. And then the staircase that, I mean, what could possibly be going through those women's heads as they were rising the stairs knowing what that they were that about the to be violated? was not going to be anything mm-hmm. good. You know, the fact that— um, that you stood there in that space, it makes it even more of a reality. I mean, Mm -hmm. so slavery is history. It's in our little history books written the way the white man wants to write it and wants to receive it. I would say 99.9% of the non-black population really could give a damn. Mm -hmm. Uh, They think we're whining and crying. Black people get over it. What's wrong with you? This is a land of opportunity. Raise yourself up by the bootstraps and anybody can make it. Uh, You know what? Mm. You know what? Reparations. Oh, that's stupid. We don't owe you anything. You know what? First of all, it all, like you said, it started where you were standing. It started where I was so standing. So you saw you saw that real life with my you felt own the spirits. eyes. First source information. First source information. It started where you were standing, and then think about the so the ladies that were walking up the stairs to to the fate I of hell. I thought about them. Yep. When you think about the people on the ship when they put them on the ship. Mm-hmm. Family separated. But listen, putting the, the process of getting on the ship, that was the door of no return. Talk about that. And the door of no return, girl, was so narrow, you know, just real narrow, like you had to squeeze. And what they would do, so the ship would be up there. And at that time, it's no longer like this, but at that time, that the ship was there and the water and everything was there, uh-huh. like where this castle is. But now the waters have receded, so, you know, you can see the ground. But back then, the water was there. And so they would put, you know, people are resisting, trying to go, child. They just pushing Push them out. Push them in the hole. Push them in. And if they don't make it from, from out of here down? to there, was then a... they fall in the ocean. Oh, my God. They gone. Wow. They gone the way that it is. And... And I stood in that in that space. That I hole? stood in that hole. I stood in that space. And when I stood in that hole, my whole body um, had a reaction. I don't even know. I don't have words to explain the reaction, but I knew it was just a reinforcement. I knew that um, that my life has purpose. And I was saying to myself, Melanie. Okay, these things, these ideas that you're having for yourself, going back to school at 60 years old. What the hell? Why? You know, I'm, I'm, why I not? did it. 
I did it, and then I'm saying, well, this this ain't going. Um, this really isn't going to uh, enhance me at work or anything like that because I'm. I, there's retirement in my future mm-hmm. here real soon. So the idea of just legacy, right? The idea of standing in the gap where there are gaps. There are not that many PhD black people in America. I want to be one of them so that I can show the students that I walk in front of um, that education is lifelong purpose, mm-hmm. right? It became more, it just it just became more real that that. This someone died for us, and I got a chance to see it. And I'm gonna say again, I smelt it. You smelled it. I did. Mm. I said smelt. What is, is that smelt the word? like? Well, you can. We can make it work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> PhD student. <laughs> that was shady, <laughs> but it's funny. But what did it smell like? It smelled like. It smelled like blood. Mm. That's what it did. It smelled like blood and musty. And the reason, because there was blood that, you know, from the beatings and all of that that they endured. And, you know, I'm I'm just telling it like it is. You know, women have menstrual cycles and stuff, and they weren't taking care of them. You just do what you do right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, imagine See, this. now that is what needs to be in our history books. Yes. That, that needs to be in our history books. And we do not we, learn these things. Things I remember. I I uh, read the slavery itty bitty section in in ninth grade in Jaylene's history. Oh, book. in Jaylene's history, and girl, she mad about it too. Girl, mm. girl, how they just glossed and, and just, over everything. I mean, and and the reaction. When she shared the reaction of her classmates. Like, what? What? Big deal. That's over. Get over it. Really? Mm. So that tells me, which I already knew, nobody cares. Mm -mm. Nobody cares but us. And that's a shame. And it's slowly but surely fading that we even care. That we even care. And so when I'm going to bring this full circle. The state of America today, the reason that we aren't, you know, people don't look up to us anymore is because we are we are um, we are hypocrites. Mm-hmm. We're fraud. We're sham. It's only good for some, not for all. Mm-hmm. America's only good for some, not for all. Yep. And, you know, I'm proud to be American. The hell I am. First of I ain't all, proud right now, I'm going to tell you no. right now, this is mm. what I got to be proud of. We put babies in cages. Babies in cages, separating people from their families. Mm. Mm. Talking mm. to uh, killing, killing black men. Mm-hmm. Talking to people like they're less than. Our leader, um, constantly on a daily basis, using hate speech and hate rhetoric sp- as as his way of problem solving and communicating. That's from our leader. And he gets supported the by leader, others. Not ours. He the gets leader. supported by mm-hmm. others. And people cheer that, cheer that, that kind on. of uh, behavior on. And <clears throat> helping your fellow man is socialism. For real? And once again, let's be clear. We're not trying to speak from a political nope. mouth. Nope. Nope. We don't do don't even Democrats and Republicans. Don't, even twist, it don't even twist it. It would it's directed at the human behavior. 
and the human behavior that we are being offered at this point in time as uh, normal and the way to go, I reject that at every corner. There is nothing loving about it. Nothing. 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 No moral compass. We don't have the land of the free and the home of the brave. You would lie. Uh Uh-huh. Take the politics out of it, people. This is a that's a constructed way of being. Take that out of it. We are humanity. And the way that we treat each other as humans and what America is saying right now to the world that's Mm. all right. Child, I got to take a break. I'm getting out of America for a minute. I'm, I'm out. You know, I'm gonna take. I'm I'm doing respite. Good, you know. Good, and so I can go and center myself in a place where everybody is dark like me. Not everybody, but the majority of people are dark skin like me, brown skin like me, because there's something that it does for your psyche when you turn on the TV, the newscasters, mm-hmm. girl, the sisters be I looking know, that's good. That's the way it was in Jamaica. <laughs> That's oh. the way it was in Jamaica. It was it was uh it was it was just odd. And that sounds it's weird, odd, but yes. it was odd. It's odd to you. You don't even know like here we don't even notice it. And then when we get outside of here and then you you're expi- you're living in it? Yes. You'd be like, "Wow. wow. This, this You know, it's a it's a in- there's something that we walk around with every day here in the United States of America that and it's intangible Mm -hmm. and as a person of color every day you walk around knowing that you're other Mm -hmm. the otherness not less than not but there is you walk around with otherness Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. right there in the back of your mind just sitting there on the shoulder and everything that you see on the television reminds you of the, because uh, you got to go to a special channel mm-hmm. to see to, yourself. Yes, yes. Right? Ooh, girl, Comcast has a, a HBCU got, channel. I'm just doing that you in got, there. Okay, like, but why you got to go to a special channel? Special channel, right. Why can't you, you just You got the Latino it? channel. You got the, you know, the the uh, BET for the black people. That they white got people the Korean, own. the Korean channel. But all the other hundreds of channels out there are for the masses of white. Mm-hmm. White people don't have to think about that. No. Nope. They don't have to think about that. Nope. They don't have these random thoughts of, you know, uh, I liken it to, what's the movie? Uh, Dirty Dancing, putting baby in the corner. We in the corner. Mm-hmm. Anybody non-white is in the corner. Mm-hmm. And if you want to participate in the big game, then you better come to the game and assimilate mm-hmm. to the masses. But you know what? We don't do that. Mm. You know, you and I, and I figured out why. Because in our growing up years, we've lived around mostly brown people. And in our formative years, when we lived in Hawaii, you remember growing yes. up from you were in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I was in elementary school when we got there. <clears throat> and and we stayed there through middle school and and uh, at least for me high school mm-hmm. and uh, so growing up in your psyche where your skin color didn't matter it wasn't wasn't even an it issue. wasn't even an issue and the friends that we have like 
you know, our dear Lorena, my yes. first friend, <laughs> she's Filipino, and uh, family was uh, planta- uh, pineapple plantation workers. Mm-hmm. And so we grew up, I grew up running around in the, in the pineapple, pineapple fields. And sugar cane fields. And sugar cane fields, because that's what we did. And um, we didn't really deal with any white people, except for... Till we came here? Well, you know, Daddy was an officer and stuff, and so we lived in officers' quarters there, yeah, there for were, a minute. I mean, it wasn't like we were... It, it just that it was just that um, white people were not the predominant, um, the predominant. We didn't look up to them or look yeah, at it them anyway. It, yeah, we didn't like or dislike yeah, you just because a, it was a non-issue. Yeah, because you weren't in that. Well, plus uh, power, and, and we were in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and Howleys. Howleys, aka yeah. white people. White people, they were scared back in that back mm-hmm. in that day. Were not held in high esteem Mm-mm. by the you know by the colonizers. Natives. So, so yeah, so, yeah. So, so that was a flip of the script. White people that grew up in Hawaii. This comes up a lot in my uh, equity and inclusion training classes and things when we start talking about their earliest memories of race. There's always a white person in the room mm-hmm. that grew up as an other. Mm. And they um, tell their stories. Yes. A lot of them, military families being stationed in Hawaii or stationed overseas. So they really get that whole um, otherness otherness, and the idea of intercultural relations. Um, that's why I say it, it's important for people to travel. Yep. You know, you got to get out of here. So Go that somewhere you can and be the only one. Be the only one. Be the only yeah. one. When's the last time people mm. of color... White people, when's the last time you've been somewhere and been the only one? You know why I'm laughing? Why? When you said that, it made me think back of when I worked for the state, right? That back in what, what years? That was back in the 90s that I worked for the state of Washington. And I worked for um, the Department of General Administration. I remember that. Remember uh-huh. that? Okay. And my, my boss was um, a black man. And uh, I remember saying to him, it's like, I really would like for you to mandate that your cabinet, you know, your folks of people go to the blacks in government conference. You know, like I really think that the management team needs to go to the blacks in government conference. Girl, when he sent us to the blacks in government uh, uh, conference, blacks in In government. government, uh Uh-huh. And there were, and at that time, that conference was big, and in Olympia, and uh, and everywhere they they moved around. But I would say there would be like a thousand people there, mostly black people. Got right? you. And these same managers and supervisors that wouldn't give me the time of day, mm-hmm. you know, the microaggressors and the yes. ones that yes. See, all of a sudden now we at the Blacks in Government Conference. They want to be my best Ooh, girl. Friend. I was say, like, clean to you, girl, like white <laughs> on rice, like we say, <laughs> like white on rice. And I'm looking at this. It was a very stark observation. Yes, it's like, ooh, you are uncomfortable, and I'm happy about that. Yes, you know, because I'm looking at you. Mr. So-and-so, and I know good and well, you and I have been scrapping all along mm-hmm. about budgets and your underlying privilege and authority. I'm trying to 
I got to push back on you because you don't feel that I need to be in this director role and you're treating me like, you know, girl, that kind of politics. Right. But now professional development yes. was at the Blacks in Government conference Ow. that the director is asking all of us. He didn't make us. He asked us. You know what? To join him. I think that is brilliant. Wasn't that, that brilliant? I think that that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Getting out and exposing yourself to something different and not, not, but specifically thrust yourself somewhere where you're the only one. And when mm-hmm. I say the only one, I mean, you don't have to be the only one, but where you are in a space where everybody doesn't look like you. Mm-hmm. You got to put yourself there because it 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 uh, you do have revelations and even from a I know for me um I like to uh, my my uh my best learning and revelation is when I'm thrusted to the not just people's skin color may look like my I mean I could be in a room with white people all the time and I've ne- I I've th- there's been hundreds of situations where I was the only person of color in my lifetime, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go to thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine too. Probably yeah, go to thousand. So where I and and I don't have a problem. I will be. I have been in the sea of you know uh, a lot of people of color that don't you know that other cultures. I've been a sea of other cultures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I used to uh, bowl in the Guamanian League mm-hmm. and girl, we you know we didn't we do something with the Latvians. Remember? Uh, oh yeah, oh, we did. God, a long we time did. Ago. That the Latvians we, when we were doing lip sync, remember lip sync was it with lip the Latin with yes it, it took was us to it the was Latvian the Latvian community uh, nursing home the nursing yes. home yes show did oh, yeah, oh that I was fun about that that was a lot of fun <laughs> but my point is so now I challenge myself to because I feel a certain kind of way not as frequently as I used to but now I challenge myself on not just on a uh, you know, push on racial discomfort, but socioeconomic. Oh, poverty. okay. Mm-hmm. So that's when, why Martin Luther King got killed. When he was talking about race and stuff, it was all right. But as soon as he started talking about poor people and poverty and stuff, oh, yeah, then, yeah. When you start dealing with economics, that's when well, justice I, I realize gets murky. Where I realized oh, that— Oh, sorry about if, digressing if, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just keep mm-hmm, going. Mm-hmm. You heard me over Okay, talking. I know. I'm um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I realize that when I get into a certain part of town, wherever I am, and the landscape starts changing. Let's talk about Tacoma. What okay. could that be? Well, I know Tacoma. North I know the Tacoma, Tacoma like the back of my hand. So, so when you get into, I'm talking about um, northeast Tacoma. North Tacoma, over there at that market you like to go to. That which one? The one across the street from the Safeway. That and why that Safeway? Oh, you talking nice about oh, pretty on the Safeway on Twelfth? No, not the Safeway. Well, compare and contrast the Safeway on Twelfth and the Safeway on, on North, uh, North Proctor. Yeah, they're two different. What the yeah. hell is that? Yeah, just so when you said um, I don't get scared kind of, in that neighborhood. Which one? Get, uh, in in um, the former hilltop. I don't get that. Doesn't bother me. No, it's always hilltop. Well, they 
you know what I'm saying. Okay, it's I'm, being, it's, but it's I'm just gentrified. planting. The, I'm planting the seed in the it, right Everybody now. Else it's said, always it hilltop, hilltop mm-hmm. not no damn central Tacoma. Yeah. I don't hilltop uh, now. Hilltop forever. Now to the hilltop. Wakanda. <laughs> hilltop. Do you hear me? I hear you. Okay. I hear you. All right. As I'm looking at the Hilltop Street Fair um, poster over okay. there. <laughs> but it's just when the landscape changes yes. to uh, the, and and this isn't just Tacoma. This is when I go to Arizona because I've gotten lost and, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm driving and the landscape started changing and I feel a little, I feel a little um, nervous. Okay. So, and it, it's even it's not even about the people. It's about the what happens in in those communities. Or what they am say I gonna happens get, in those am communities. Am I gonna go? Well, exactly. And am I gonna? Um, is something gonna? Ha- I better hurry up and get out of here. Is something gonna happen? Yes. Because something has to happen. Because look, look at how these houses look, and the lawn's not kept. And oh my God, why is that all that stuff on the front porch? And so that's what I here I am. Sitting in that kind of privilege. Mm-hmm. So it's not even about, and I, and I have to ask myself, girl, what? Your neighbor next door or the neighbor with the, you know, the manicured lawn and the, the front porch is pretty and everything. They they up in there shooting drugs. Mm-hmm. And some, some stuff could pop they off. Got, they, they got Making mess going a bomb. on, too. Mess, mess going murderer. on. Mess going you don't on. Know. Mess going on. Stop mess going judging. on. Yeah, I have yeah. to have that dialogue in my head. And I've become aware that... Um, I need to put myself in spaces that, and, and and make myself sit in it. Yep. And get rid of that discomfort. Get rid of that discomfort because it is just a it's it's a it's something that someone else has made up and I have bought into subliminally and I don't like that. It, it reminds me, you know, mommy, bless her heart, mm-hmm. mommy, 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 I love you. She used to get mad at me because. I was I worked a lot on the hilltop and she had bought into all of these ideas of what the hilltop is. It's unsafe. It's dangerous. It's this. It's that. Well, I'm just going to tell you, if you've been in Tacoma long enough and you've been in the hilltop area, remember when they had that, um, quote, shootout on the hilltop Mm -hmm. and the army rangers came and shot up you know, back and forth, and um, they were putting it on the news about how awesome it was that nobody got hurt and all of this. And as soon as I heard that, I said, well, why the hell didn't nobody get hurt? If these are Army Rangers, Mm -hmm. what the hell? Somebody's supposed to get hurt. If there is a target or if there is a, a thing that you're taking out, Somebody's supposed to get hurt. And then the next thing you know, it's all on the news, right? And CBS is coming out 60 Minutes doing some stories about the shootout on the hilltop. You know, this is just Melanie talking. Right. But back then, that's when black people lived there. Mm-hmm. 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 But if so you make your... shape the narrative You make your... Way. The neighborhoods unsafe. Yep. People move. move. That's the beginning. They move out. Of the plan. And that... To me, was a highly orchestrated plan of for the gentrification. For the gentrification, you know, that was so, the beginning of it. And I was calling that out with mommy. I'm like, mommy, no, you need to come up on the hilltop and you need to check this out. It's not like that. We actually need to buy some property up mm-hmm. there right now and, and look at it now. Yep. 
Yep. You know, I never saw white people walking down with their dogs and baby carriages Girl. and stuff on the hilltop. Not on MLK. Mm. Not on 23rd. Mm. So anyway, we didn't went all the way around from traveling to Africa. And then now we just traveling within our just get own out. neighborhood. The bottom line is just get out. Get out. Mm-hmm. Just get out and experience others. Yeah, experience others. Get out and of be your the bubble other. and be the other. Yeah. Yep. Be the other. Because once you are the other, then those feelings of uncomfortableness that you have about being the other, that's your data for change. That's the data that you need to sit with. And that's your data. That's your data for acceptance. Mm -hmm. Your data for understanding what others feel like yep. and why it is important to always uh, accept and reach out no matter just because somebody doesn't look like you just don't so mm-hmm. they're just different as you are to them well girl that's good I think we'll just stop right there that's been a um, very fruitful conversation yeah. thanks for being curious about my travel experiences yeah and- I can't wait to I can't wait to hear about uh, the outcome of this one yeah, I'm going to try to broadcast from there. That would be nice. Or I'll I'll go and capture as many interviews that I as I can to maybe share with you of when I come back on what what do you want to know? Are there any particular questions? I just want to see how people live. You want to know like what people. what would be some questions that I would ask them that you would want to oh, know? What? Ask every single person that you meet. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the United States of America? Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to gather I that promise data. Gather that, that be, data. I'll gather that data. That mm-hmm. that will be that will be my work. Okay. All right, girl, drop the mic. Peace. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie@missmelanie.com. M E L A N N I E at M I S S M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.